if you kind of start the day on your heels and you're running hair on fire out the door, that is going to set up your entire day. So you'll have to use energy and you're going to have to use a strong mind to get yourself out of that rush and stress mode into whatever mode you really want to be in for what's next. However, I do not want to box any woman in that says morning routines just aren't for me. Mm -hmm. If they're not for you, great. Where do you need a routine? Working women, how many things are you expected to do on a daily basis? Between walking those 10,000 steps, hydrating, making plant-based meals for our family, Pinterest-worthy lunches for our kids, spectacular date nights for our husband, and let's not forget, climbing that corporate ladder, we're asked to do these things each and every day. So much so that often it feels like we are trying to balance on the high wire of life. So welcome to the High Wire Woman podcast, hosted by me, Rosanna Brary. I'm an immigration lawyer, a mother to a teenage son, a wife, and an entrepreneur who truly believes that working women can have it all. Join me as I interview other high-achieving women, and together, let's learn about the skills and the fortitude that we need to create the happy, prosperous, and balanced life we so richly deserve. Hello, High Wire Women. It is a rainy Tuesday here in Buffalo, New York, end of October, the end of a busy, but one of my favorite months, the leaves are turning and there's just always a lot of fun things happening in my life personally and professionally. So today I have a guest that's going to teach us how to start our days right. I don't know about you. I go to bed with the best intentions. I'm going to get up. (laughs) I'm going to meditate. I'm going to write my journal. I'm going to work out. And then I get up 20 minutes before I have to get out the door and I'm like a frantic lunatic and my whole day is terrible. So today I have Hillary Bennett as our guest. Hillary's the founder and CEO of Hillary Bennett Consulting. She's a passionate business growth coach and she helps moms and working women find authentic productivity, foster faith-based business growth and take the overwhelm out of marketing. She's also, fun fact, a mental health coach with Lyra Health, and she applies science-backed coaching methods to help her clients create desired change in their life and improve our well-being. Sign me up. (laughs) Hillary has 12 years of experience in a Fortune 50 company and an MBA from Seattle University. So Hillary, thank you for being here today. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. So I'm super excited to talk to you today. Tell us a little bit about you. I always ask people, tell me the one-minute story of your life. Tell me how you got to where you are today. Yeah. So the one minute story of my life is I'm a type A high achiever and was climbing the corporate ladder just as one thinks she ought to do when I had babies and those babies turned my world upside down and changed me completely, definitely for the better. But to be honest, it was the first time in my life where I didn't feel successful at something Mm -hmm. I put my mind to. And so it was a real shock. I thought that I would be a great mom and motherhood would be easy because that's how things had gone for me. When I worked hard, I achieved what I set out to achieve. And so thus started a soul searching personal growth era in my life. And I really started to feel torn between being able to have the career I thought that I wanted or needed and be able to be a present mom. And that pull each and every single day 
started to wear on me such that I actually started searching out for something else, a different answer to kind of the working mom unbalance that so many Mm -hmm. of us face. And I really felt that God was calling me to be a coach. I had done that as a part of my work in a Fortune 50 company. And so I got certified by the International Coach Federation and off I went. And now I have a much healthier work-life balance and am able to enjoy quality time with my family. And note, I say quality time, not just (laughs) more time. And also continue to kind of express myself as a professional woman. That's great. How old are your kids? My son is four and my daughter is six. Ah, fun years for sure. (laughs) So, you know, my podcast and my business is called High Wire Women. So us working women and working women with kids, tough stuff, right? Staying Mm -hmm. on that high wire of life, trying to, like you said, climb that corporate ladder, spend time with your kids, do all this stuff. It sounds like the coaching business has really allowed you to do a little bit of everything on your terms. Yes, absolutely. And it's really very freeing. And, you know, people always say, oh, you know, everyone's goal is to make more money. And for me, money is important, but I like time and I like freedom. To me, like the freedom to choose what I'm going to do or when I'm going to spend time with my son, you can't put a price tag on that. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about your morning routine. So like I said at the beginning, I really have good intentions, but... Oh, we all um, do. (laughs) Most of the time, epic failure. And I'm a morning person. I like the morning. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about what you do, how we can do better, and why is it important to have this morning routine? Sure. So I'm actually going to answer your last question first and say... I think for the majority of people, a morning routine, specifically morning is important because like you were saying, if you kind of start the day on your heels and you're running hair on fire out the door, that is going to set up your entire day. So you'll have to use energy and you're going to have to use a strong mind to get yourself out of that rush and stress mode into whatever mode you really want to be in for what's next. However, I do not want to box any woman in that says morning routines just aren't for me. Mm -hmm. If they're not for you, great. Where do you need a routine? So that's the first thing I just want to say for me, it's a morning routine. And I think that for most people it should be, but this is not a one size fits all situation. And that I think is a myth that needs to be debunked because I hate it when we as women do something that we do all day, every day. And that is beat ourselves up for not meeting someone else's expectations. And that will happen with a morning routine. Like you're saying, you go to bed with the greatest of intentions. And then the next morning when you don't do it, I would hate for any person listening to what I have to say, try to implement my recommendations, not do it. And then say, Oh gosh, I can't believe I can't do that. And then that terrible inner dialogue gets started. So kind of first and foremost, it doesn't have to be in the morning. Okay, good enough. But I love it to be in the morning because (laughs) it does start your day off in a really positive way. There's a long backstory as to how I became a morning routine person. And it was one of those stories where we sort of hit rock bottom and just clinging to anything we can possibly control. And for me, Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, 
I give in, I will wake up and I will be intentional with my morning. And like you, I would set my alarm and I would press snooze or reset it for when I actually needed to wake up and it just wasn't working. And so I thought through a couple of really important questions. And the first question that I thought through was, how do I want to feel at the beginning of my day? How do I want to feel after I'm done with this morning routine? For me, it was calm. I wanted a sense of calm because I often started my days on my heels feeling stressed. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to feel organized and energized. So those are the things that I wanted to feel. And then the second question is, what kinds of activities help you cultivate the mindset or emotions that you want to have at that given time? So mm -hmm. for me, I wanted to feel calm, organized, and energized. The activities that help me feel those things might be completely different than the activities that make you feel those things. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of wrote a list. I said, okay, I want to, meditation helps me to feel calm and organized. Yoga helps me to feel energized. Doing a daily devotional, spending some time in my Bible and praying, that helps me feel organized and energized as well. So these are the things that I want to make up my morning routine, but I can't do them all at once. I like, love to use this analogy and I use it all the time with my clients. Let's say you're just kind of a regular gal about town and you've decided that you want to do the hard work to develop beautiful arms like Michelle Obama, like the shoulders, mm -hmm. the buys, the tries, the whole deal. And so you go to the gym and what do you do? Do you do hundred push-ups and pick up 50 pound dumbbells? No, you don't. You pick up the fives and maybe you're doing five push-ups from your knees. We understand how it works when we go to the gym. We don't try to go from zero to hundred and push our body past the point of where it really can go. But when it comes to things like a routine or new habits, we often assume that we should just be able to flip the switch and automatically have Michelle Obama arms. Day one. We should be able to do it. Yeah, that I just like it is in the gym. This is how it is with our mindsets. Guilty as charged. I want to do it perfectly. I want to do it overnight. I mm -hmm. want to be a successful rock star in something that I don't know how to do. <laughs> yes. And I think we just put so much pressure on ourselves in this false expectation that takes a long time. And and I don't know if you remember, but a few years ago there was this diet concept or habit concept of 21 day fix. Like it mm -hmm. takes 21 days to form a habit. Well, guess what? Now that number has been increased to 66 days. Yeah. <laughs> like science has showed us it's gone from 21 days. I'm like 66 days. That's a long time, yeah. long, long, long time, but you've got to start slowly. And I think so many people, myself included, start something new and then quit right away because it's too hard. It's too mm -hmm. fast. Mm -hmm. it's the slow that really wins the race. Yes, absolutely. And so if you're able to give yourself the grace to start slowly, that is how you will find success. And so the third question that I asked, so remember the first was, how do you want to feel at the end of your routine? The second is what kind of activities help you to feel that way? And the third question is, what is the easiest thing to implement? Uh, I love easy. Talk to me more. Okay. So for me, this was a seven minute meditation in which a man with a beautiful Australian accent said, good morning. Today is a good day. Feel oh. free to stay in bed for this meditation. I thought that's it. That's, that's me. <laughs> I, that I can do this. I can stay in bed and listen to 
a beautiful Australian accent for seven minutes every day. And so I did, I did that. And then once that started to feel normal, which for me happened pretty quickly, but ladies, I was motivated. Like I said, I was like deep down in a bottom pit. I was motivated. So that happened quickly. Then it's like, okay, what is the next easiest thing to layer on? And for me, that was to do my devotional because I got to stay in bed. If you can't tell, I'm one of those people that <laughs> love snuggling under the covers. Love, love, loves mm-hmm. it. I love the way I feel in bed. And so I don't ever want to leave. It's I my know. happy place. I'm with you. And so I layered in the devotional, then I layered in the yoga. And now it's been, gosh, it's been 18 months. I started this routine during the pandemic and now it's been 18 months. And not only do I do it pretty much five days a week, I don't do it on the weekends because I want the snuggles from my little kiddos when they wake up and Mm -hmm. crawl into bed. But my husband started watching me and seeing how I changed in the morning and he started doing it too with me. Ooh, I like that. And I love what you said. You said the word layer and, you know, layering habits or a friend of mine calls it like anchoring habits, like one to the other to the other makes it just so much easier to integrate in your life, right? When you're trying to do like 14 new things at once, it's just too overwhelming for Mm -hmm. the brain. But the layering of the habit, like, okay, I'm going to be in bed listening to my seven minute meditation. And then I'm going to do a devotional. You're in the same place, right? doing the same thing you love in the same space. You're just adding to that. And I love that concept. And I think what you're trying to tell us earlier is these are your things. These are the things Mm -hmm. that make you feel good that are easy to implement. Just because you have these things doesn't mean my list has to look like this. It's really just finding out how you want to feel and what will get you there, right? Mm -hmm. And the easy part. I love part of your recipe is easy. Not anything super complicated. You know, when people say to me, oh, I'm going to, to work out every day and I'm going to go to this hour long Pilates class, the gym down the street. I'm like, no, like who's going to get up out of bed? I mean, we, I live in the Northeast. It's cold a lot. I'm not driving anywhere. Yeah. It's cold <laughs> maybe and to it's get dark. pancakes, but I'm not maybe, driving to right? the gym. <laughs> and maybe one day they will do that, but starting small. And I will say also, this is going to be a little bit of an experiment. So you might go through the questions and you might think through, okay, This is what I would love my morning routine to look like because it's how this is going to make me feel. And here's where I'm going to start. Maybe you choose yoga just like I did because you want a little bit of movement and energy in the morning and you do it. And it actually makes you more tired because yoga can be really relaxing. Mm -hmm. That is really good information for you to know. And so you're going to want to switch that out with something else that helps you get to that desired state of mind. It's going to be an experiment. So that's kind of the first thing that I want to set the expectations for when we try this. And then the second thing is it will iterate over time. As literally the seasons change, so too will your morning routine. It will ebb and flow. And then there will be those days that sisters, you just need the sleep. You just do. And so it doesn't have to be this all or nothing thinking trap that it so often is. In the summer, When my kids are home and my husband, who's a principal, is home, my morning routine looks a little bit different than Mm -hmm. it does during our normal routine of the school year. And sometimes I just give myself the grace to have a little lie-in, and that's okay too. So it's definitely an experiment, and it will have iterations over time. I love that. It's an experiment. Think about how you want to feel, what activities will get you there, and what's easy to implement. Not set in stone, what works for me, doesn't work for you, and just layer things on. Very doable, right? Very doable, all in our control. I know there's some things out there, you know, that 
the morning meditation or whatever that are an hour long. And, you know, I think you can make this whatever you mm-hmm. want it to be. So you're a mom with little kids. Tell us about the pandemic. What did you learn during that time? Oh my goodness. I learned that having my children at home and my husband at home 24 seven is not my ideal lifestyle. (laughs) And that is why I now qualify when I say I want time with my family. I say quality time. I don't say more time because I learned that more time isn't actually really what I wanted. It was quality time. But I learned that being in the moment is the key to kind of making your way through those times in which you're not experiencing your ideal lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And the second thing I really learned is the power of gratitude. And I know this is so almost cliche, the number of people that talk about how important gratitude can be in really turning everything around. But a lot of cliches are cliche for a reason. It's because Mm -hmm. they're the truth. And that is how gratitude is. Even in the darkest of days, being able to find one thing that I was grateful for helped me put that next foot in front of the other. And that is a practice that I continue to this day that I feel like has just really improved my overall well-being. For sure. I think going through life, looking through the lens of gratitude is really transformative because no matter what's going on, I mean, there's always something to be grateful for. And, you know, my real job, I'm an immigration lawyer and I've dealt with people for 25 years, you know, trying to live in the United States. And when things get tough and I'm in a bad mood, I'm like, I am so lucky that I live in this country Mm -hmm. for as crazy and as dysfunctional as we are. I'm lucky that I have a U.S. passport and I have this opportunity or I'm lucky to live in a house or have heat or clean water. I mean, we really in America are spoiled. You know, we want 52 different types of brands of water. And when they don't have ours, we're mad about it. But I think I have transformed my personality, what's important to me by looking through the lens of gratitude. And Mm -hmm. there's always something. And if you can't find it, you're not looking hard enough. There's always something to be grateful for. Yeah, I totally agree. So tell us what's up with you. I know you have a podcast called The Motivated Mompreneur. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I have the Motivated Mompreneur podcast and it's just a place where mompreneurs can come together and I hope that it creates some inspiration and information. So I share nuggets of my own personal genius. And then I also have other mompreneurs come on to share their expertise as well as their personal stories, because I feel like alone, we are strong, but together we're unstoppable. And so to be able to kind of create this community where we can you know, have someone listen to the podcast and think, oh, like that's how I feel too. I'm not alone in this feeling. Or, you know, if she did it, so can I. That's the kind of listening experience I try to cultivate that, that information and inspiration. So the best place to find you is? So the best place to find me is on Instagram at the motivated mompreneur. I will definitely respond to any, but any DMs if you want to chat and hang out a little bit, but I'm there posting every once in a while. If you want to hear from me more often than that, I will say actually joining my email list is the place to be. That's where you're really going to get the inside scoop on all the great stuff. And so we can make sure that that link is in the show notes. Um, Okay. Either of those two places. Great. And I know when I was prepping for our conversation today, it was on hillarybennett.com. That's kind of a good one-stop shop. It's got links to lots of different things. 
the podcast, some of the other services you offer. So hillarybennett.com, check her out on Instagram, The Motivated Mompreneur. That's another podcast. We'll have all the information in the show notes. So thank you so much, Hillary, for being here today. I'm going to work on my morning routine and maybe I'll share that with you guys in a couple days or weeks, but thank you for that inspiration and stay on that high wire with the rest of us. Oh my gosh, absolutely. It was such a pleasure to be able to come share what worked for me. And I, yeah, I hope that you do kind of take some of those questions and share with your audience. I'm sure they'll be excited to hear what you come up with. All right. Sounds good. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to the Highwire Woman podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or others, I hope you'll share it with a friend so together we can all stay on that high wire of life. Make sure to subscribe or follow us on your favorite listening platform so you never miss an episode and follow us on social media at High Wire Woman for more information. Until next time, I'm Rosanna Berardi. Be sure to stay on that high wire of life.